Hello. So I have served in many ways over the 15 years that we've been at Cornerstone, but this is the first time to teach during this time of the service. And um, I want to thank the people who have spoken encouraging words to me and people who have faithfully prayed for me because that is um, evidence to me of the unseen God. And so I um, thank you very much for that. About 10 years ago, Pastor Justin began incorporating liturgical rhythms into Cornerstone's corporate gatherings. Liturgy simply means the work of the people. For us, it is a set of patterns and observances that guide us in communally interacting with God in sacred ways. It is a pattern for remembering what God has done through his Son. It seeks to answer, why are we here? Where did the church come from? It is my heart that this teaching on the liturgical calendar, or church calendar, will serve one of three purposes for you. To reveal, to remind, or to revisit. To reveal, if you're like me, and you didn't grow up in a church that um, observed liturgical practices, or maybe you've never heard of liturgy before. To remind, if you are very familiar with liturgy, but could be encouraged by a simple remembering about it. Or three, to revisit. Perhaps you are familiar with liturgy, it's something from your past, and maybe it's associated with painful memories. In all cases, I desire that this teaching on the liturgical calendar unite us as a body of worshipers who share a common language and understanding. This is a simple message of love and belonging. I trust that your collective wisdom will only be strengthened by this simple message. Proverbs 8 and 9 was something I thought about this week. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The lesson I bring today is not my own. It is from the Godly Play curriculum by Jerome Berriman. I've been teaching with this curriculum over the past few years. I've taught children at Cornerstone and some kids in the community and some folks in my extended family. I'm happy to talk about this at any time with anyone who's interested. Um, I could talk a long time about godly play. Uh, but the important element for us today is to know that these lessons are designed around the Montessori teaching method, which emphasizes personal discovery and contemplation. At the beginning of a godly play lesson, the storyteller, in this case me, will enter the story and ask folks to get ready. Now for children, this looks very specific, and I will show you. When I tell the children to get ready, they do this with their hands here or here, and then I know that they are ready to enter the story. For adults, that's not quite so simple. It means quieting yourself here and here and making space. It means removing distractions and setting them aside, not just for your own sake, but for the people next to you who are also working hard inside. Now, when I begin, I will enter the story, and it might seem odd that I'm not addressing you. 
but at the end of the lesson, I will return to you, and we will wonder together. So we'll start with a prayer. Father, Son, and Spirit, we welcome you here. We invite you to make us ready in places that we can't make ourselves ready. We don't want to miss anything that you have for us. And you are worth our full attention. We love you, and we look forward to discovering something new today that you have for us. Amen. Time, time, time. There is all sorts of time. A time to wake up and a time to go to sleep. A time to go to school and a time to come home. A time to work and a time to play. But what is time? Some say that time is a line, but I wonder what that would look like. What is this? This is time. Time in a line. Look at the beginning. It's brand new. It's just starting. Time is just being born. It's getting older. I wonder if time could go on forever. I wonder if it will ever end. Look, it ended. Here's the ending. It's the newest part now. The beginning that was so new in the beginning is now old. And the ending is the new part now. We have an ending that is like a beginning and a beginning that is like an ending. Do you know what the church did? They tied the ending that was like a beginning to the beginning that was like an ending so that we would always remember that for every beginning there is an ending and for every ending there is a beginning. Here are the three great times. Christmas. Easter, and, oh, that's hot, Pentecost. Some people walk through these great mysteries every year without even knowing what's there. We need time to get ready to come close to these mysteries. The time for getting ready to come close to the mystery of Christmas is called Advent. The time for getting ready to get clo come close to the mystery of Easter is called Lent. Now look, the time for getting ready to come close to the mystery of Christmas is shorter than the time to get ready to come close to the mystery of Easter. That is because the mystery of Easter is an even greater mystery than the mystery of Christmas. It is so great a mystery that you can't keep it into one Sunday, and it keeps going on and on 
until we come to Pentecost. It's still hot. The time for Easter is actually a whole season that helps us get ready for the mystery of Pentecost. The time for getting ready to come close to the mystery of Christmas is called Advent. It is one, two, three, four weeks long. The beginning of Advent is the beginning of the church year. The color for Advent is sometimes purple, the color of kings. Sometimes it is blue to remind us of Jesus' mother, Mary. The time for getting ready for Easter is Lent, and it is one, two, three, four, five, six weeks long. It is an even greater mystery than Christmas, so it takes longer to enter that mystery. The color for Lent is usually purple. It is a sad and serious color, the color of kings. And something is going to happen to the king, Jesus. But he was not the kind of king people thought was going to come. He was a different kind of king. After Christmas, after, sorry, after Easter, which we can't keep in one Sunday, it begins to overflow one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. During this time, the apostles met with Jesus in a new way. He had died on the cross, and that was very sad. But somehow, they were still able to meet with him. One day, the apostles went outside of Jerusalem with Jesus in this new way. There, they saw him go up. And then a few days later, the Holy Spirit came down. The church was born. The apostles felt alive in ways they had never felt before. They glowed with the power of the Holy Spirit, and their tongues were like fire when they spoke. That is why the color of Pentecost is red like fire. These are the great green growing Sundays. Do you know what the Sundays after Pentecost are called? They are called the Sundays after Pentecost. This is the time when school is out. The days get longer and warmer. You can stay outside and some go swimming, maybe camping, vacation. And then something changes. Maybe you are going back to school. Maybe you have a new teacher and need new books and clothes. Maybe you have a new job, something that you're returning to. A lot of things to get used to. And as you get used to these new things, the days get shorter and colder, and it gets dark early. Then the days get really short, and it seems like the light is about to go out. And just at that time, when it seems like the light is going to go out, Advent begins. It is a new year, and it is time to get ready to come close to the mystery of Christmas. So again, 
These are the three great times, Christmas, Easter, Pentecost. The time for getting ready for Christmas is called Advent, and it is four weeks long. The time to get ready to come close to the mystery of Easter is called Lent, and it is six weeks long. Easter is a greater mystery than Christmas, so it takes a longer time to get ready to enter it. You cannot keep Easter in just one Sunday, and so it overflows for six more weeks to get ready for Pentecost. So it's all there, everything we need. For every ending, there is a beginning, and for every beginning, there is an ending. Now I wonder what color you like the best. I wonder if one color is more important than another. I wonder why the church would use color to tell time. We are in a great, green, growing Sunday. I wonder if there is a place where you are growing right now. I wonder if that growing is easy and fun. I wonder if that growing hurts and is hard. Look, we are almost ready to come close to the mystery of Easter, and Lent will start in two weeks. I wonder this year what it will look like to get ready to come close to the mystery of Easter. Thanks be to God, we are part of his story. I invite the band to come up, and I'm going to pray for you all. Father, you are Alpha and Omega, the most important beginning and ending. We ask that you would help us to notice you. We ask that you would make us noticers, not hurriers. We want to walk with you. We want to remember what you have done. Thank you for loving the people who came before us, who have been your church. Thank you for loving Cornerstone and that we can belong to you. Thank you for loving the church all over the world who are worshiping you today. Thank you for loving the people of God who come after us. We thank you that your love does not have an end. We thank you that in every ending there is a beginning, and in every beginning there is an ending, and that you are that to us. We worship you. We thank you. 
and we wonder at you. Amen.